When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now tuned in to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss living for the kingdom of God while living in the culture. I'm your host, Charlotte Walker. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, wife, daughter, sister, auntie, and friend. And I am on the journey of producing and fulfilling every purpose that God saw for me before the beginning of time. And I want you on this journey with me. Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. Welcome to another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk, where we discuss life, love, and the pursuit of Christ. I am super excited about today's episode and today's guest. We are sitting down with friendship enthusiast, Samantha Liberal of Pure Friendships. So Pure Friendships is an organization um, with the mission to enlighten and cultivate people in the word of God as guidance to ultimately unify us in the most common relationship, which is friendship. Samantha, hey friend. Hey friend. Come on. <laughs> Thank so, you so much for having me. Yes. No, I really appreciate you um, taking your time out of your schedule to join us here at Goggles and Girl Talk. Um, I followed you on Pure Friendships for a while on the socials. Okay. Love the mission and the vision that you have for the organization. And there's just so many of us in the body of Christ um, that are lacking community. And we really need to learn how to have like true and authentic relationships through friendship. And that is so important. So I just appreciate you joining us today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. So can you share just with us a little bit more about um, yourself, your organization, how you got started? We want to know all the things here. We're about having every detail. (laughs) Man, amen. So again, my name is Samantha B. Liberal. I'm known as the friendship enthusiast. And um, I am the founder of Vestal for Pure Friendships, which is a movement and organization that the Lord put on my heart. Um, about really four years ago, it took me about two years to launch this baby because I thought that I just needed a whole entourage and I needed all my friends and everybody to be on board in order for me to launch it. But God took me through a very strategic process and showing me that once he gives you a call, once he calls you, it calls your phone. And he's not calling three people, four people at once. He's calling you. It's your phone number. So it's your duty to pick up when he calls and he, and he tells you what it is he wants you to do. So he had to take me through that process. And there was like growing pains, of course, with that, because uh, originally my background um, of friendship is pretty healthy. I've always been one who loved friendship because I grew up as an only child. Um, I have siblings through marriage and um, I have half siblings. Um, my siblings were in other countries. So growing up till about teenage years, I was a only child. So I always admired having friends and I resorted to that in school and just meeting a lot of people. So a lot of my best friends um, came from elementary school and just growing up. And so I I created very long um, lasting friendships. I'm talking about 15 plus years of friendships, but this was before I truly knew Christ. I had good friends. And one thing about um, the enemy is he wants us to settle for good because he knows that, um, you know, we we won't pick bad, but he'll let you settle for good instead of great or Mm. instead of pure. 
instead of pure. So God really wanted to show me the difference between a pure friendship and just having good friendships. Now I'm not I'm not telling anyone not to have a good friendship. I'm not telling anyone to pick, you know, uh, 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 bad friendships over having good ones. But what I'm saying is there is a huge difference when Christ is involved in your friendship, when God is truly moving in um, the friendship to cause you guys to cultivate each other and to really uh, sharpen each other. As the word says, iron sharpens iron. It's a whole process. Um, cultivating doesn't happen by yourself. It happens with other people. So God really had to show me what a pure friendship looked like because he's involved in it. And so there was a stripping away process um, of me and my good friends who didn't really understand where I was going and what I was doing. Um, I'm pretty sure there were different um, perspectives and and, and and how things transitioned. But, you know, I, I decided that I was going to pick up the call and I was going to do things as God told me to do it. I was very, very intentional. I was very clear about where I was going. Um, maybe one day I'll give that story in more detail. I haven't really given too much detail as far as like how I launched and how I broke this too out to my friends and the people that I knew at the time. But I was very, very um, strategic because God told me exactly what to do. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Check God's Resume Journal. Are you struggling with your waiting season? Do you feel like God has forgotten about you? Sis, it's time for you to check God's resume. This dynamic journal will walk you through building God's resume in your own life. Take the time to recall the goodness and the miracles that he's performed in your lifetime. The journal has journaling prompts, a place for sermon notes, and so much more. This is a great tool just to remind you of God's goodness in your life and an even better tool to be passed down to your children's children as they'll be able to recount your experiences with God. So get ready to recall all of the miracles that God has performed for you. I promise you when you check his resume he is undefeated click the link in the show notes to get your copy today now let's get back to the show but in the in the happenings um and that process i of course lost friends because whenever you're being elevated or you're ascending um into another uh level you can't take everybody with you and that doesn't mean that they're bad people um it's just they they can't come with you because where you're going it's just they don't have the capacity for that level uh, um, so pretty much, uh, peer friendships. I launched it, um, not just by myself, but with the people that God sent into my life, literally on time, midwives, friends that I was able to build with. And I can really say our peer friends, friends, because God made it very evident, um, that these people were sent into my life to help me get to the next place concerning my ministry, my movement. So um, I started this and I literally um, enjoy the idea of uh, us connecting really on a friendship level more than a sisterhood. I mean, people talk about sisterhood and they talk about community and fellowship and that's great. But I think there, there's always like this common denominator when it comes to like sisterhood. When I think of sisterhood, I think of like an umbrella and there's a specific reason why you're connected to that person. It could be a church. It could be because you guys want to have a book club. It could be you guys want to sip tea and talk about gossip, whatever the case may be. Sisterhood can literally be different um, umbrellas that bring you together or different subjects that bring you together with people but I think friendship is more about journey in life right I think that it covers so much more than just a specific thing but just you as the person as a whole um I, I like to explain you know the difference in what I've gotten in, in revelation in terms to uh sisterhood and what friendship is and the difference between them but I really think friendship is about journey and where you're supposed to go and who God brings into your life divinely in order to ship you where he's trying to take you because it's a destiny and there's somewhere you have to go some people are going to be by your side along the entire way some people are just going to be there to take you to a from point a to point b and some people are just going to be there to reach you on so I like to explain that. And another aspect about peer friendships um, that God made very specific to me was that um, a lot of times we focus on women empowerment and we, and which is great. We, I love getting charged up. I love to be ready to just, you know, the, for the rocket to just shoot out. But what the Lord is saying that, you know, his commandments is saying that I want you to love me and I want you to love yourself as you love your neighbor. But the thing is we end up we end up loving God. We create this great relationship with him and we end up loving ourselves, but we don't, we, we aren't really taught how to love each other. We really aren't taught how to love our neighbors as neighbors, you know, and not just people that we meet to gain stuff from and, and, and take things from, 
but actually having a true friendship. So um, God really pressed it upon my heart to really focus on that commandment, that second commandment. So that's really the foundation of peer friendships. Um, it's really more than just an organization and a ministry. It's truly a, a movement and a move of life. And I, I just, a way of life. And I just see God moving and expanding in so many ways and things that he wants me to get into concerning um, this ministry. So, yeah. Girl, you just gave us so much. (laughs) Like, I'm over here like, yes, like, Oh, like there's so <laughs> many layers yes, to feel that. Yes, friend, like come on. Um, I there's so many things. So you had said that you know God had given you a mission, um, and called you to do something, and he called you mm-hmm. know he he was like, girl, look, I'm on your on your line, okay? Like I ain't calling mm-hmm. nobody else. And I think that that is something that is so critical. Um, I always tell people at the end of the day, it's going to be me and the Lord. And that's who I have to answer to. And that's for everything that I do. It really Mm -hmm. um, speaks to the level of why, like that is, you should want to be integritous, but at at the end of the day, just know that everything that you're doing, even if you think you sneak in it, like God is everywhere. Okay. Christ is watching Mm -hmm. and you're a representation of him. Um, But I have kind of a similar story where God called me to start this nonprofit organization. And so I'm kind of, I'm seeing like, when you're like, oh, and you know, I thought all these people and we're going through growing pains. And I was like, okay, so it gets better (laughs) because, (laughs) because it's been like that, you know, where God has called me Mm -hmm. to do a thing and I've started it. Um, but it, it, sometimes it's rough when you're really just living out the one thing that he's Mm -hmm. told you to do. Um, and he has been very strategic in telling me what to do and how and making moves. And it's been, um, it's been great, but just learning that because a lot of time, um, a lot of times I feel like as a culture, we need that, like, okay, girl, like you want somebody to co-sign a word that God gave to you. And I tell Mm -hmm. people all the time, like I'm blind, I'd be wearing glasses. Um, if you tried to put on my glasses, Samantha, like mm-hmm. your vision would be messed up. And it's because it's my prescription. It's what it's for me. My vision is mm-hmm. not for you. And so mm-hmm. it's so important um, that, you know, we are being obedient and answering the call when God calls. Cause he called your number. I, girl, that need to be on my shirt. God calls you. He calls your number. Okay. He yes. didn't call everybody else. I love that. And I love too, that you talked about like sisterhood exactly. Um, exactly. because a lot of us get into these situationships and a lot of times people only talk about mm-hmm. that with um, like in, ro- in a romantic relationship. But honestly, mm-hmm. that's what happens to you and somebody y'all cool. Um, and then you leave that job and you just don't talk to them anymore. And it's not that y'all don't have mm-hmm. bad blood, but it was a situationship. It was convenient. Yeah. Y'all were associated yeah. by convenience because y'all were both at this job and y'all had similar values, but it really, um, a, that pure friendship was not there because it was based on a situation. And so yeah. I definitely know for me, as I've gotten older, I've had to learn and grow because you were an only, um, an only child. I have three sisters and we were military. So for me, um, it was hard for me to maintain connection because when I was growing up until high school, it wasn't no social media. So mm-hmm. you make these friends for four years and then the government say, you got to move. And so bye. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's really it. Um, and so as an adult, I've had to really learn how yeah. to navigate that friendship yeah, space sense. more because I haven't really had the opportunity to do that as a child. I've always been friendly. I always, I love to meet and talk to new people, but being able to really establish um, a friendship that is rooted in God is something that I've had to navigate later in life than others because of that frequent moving and growing up. Um, So that girl, you over here get in my life. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Every and you know, what's crazy is, you know, I, I hear people talk about this all the time. They talk about, you know, cultivating better friendships as an adult and, and they kind of, they're kind of harsh and hard on themselves because they didn't cultivate certain relationships when they were younger. But I am here to tell you that it, it's not about time. It's never about time or how long you've been friends with someone. It's really about quality and whether or not it falls, it's in alignment with what God has for you and what his will is for your life. Mm-hmm. Like I've literally met people um, within a month and I can truly feel the love of God. And I can tell this person, I love them. You are my sister. 
simply because we shared a spiritual connection. And you'll know the difference when God is involved. You don't need to be friends with somebody for five, 10 years to be like, okay, this is someone, this is a pure friendship. No, the purity is really about intent, your heart, what you're willing to work on, what you're willing to face and how open and transparent you're willing to be in the relationship with that person. So I always tell like women who are like, man, I'm like in my thirties and I don't really have childhood friends. Honey, I don't have a lot of my childhood friends aren't my friends anymore. You know, they were good friends, but they're not my friends anymore simply because we couldn't journey together. But I've met so many people along the way in short periods of time that have proven to me that when God has something for you, he has it for you, period. Like, don't be so harsh on yourself if you haven't built those relationships because your childhood was different than somebody else's. Mm -hmm. But, you know, some people have those childhood friendships that are perfect now, which is great. It's a blessing. But don't be so hard on yourself because you can truly experience the love of friendship by just meeting someone a month or two months ago and just really going in and being transparent and allowing God to move. And it's just as impactful. Yes, that has been my testimony. When I tell you over the last, we moved from St. Louis to Florida um, a couple of years back. And when I tell you, like, I know we were talking um, before we started the show and I told you like my best friend lives in Miami. I've only Mm -hmm. known her for, you know, since maybe four years. But when I tell you that's my sister, like, um, her son calls me TT. That's like, th- those are my people. Okay. Um, and even mm-hmm. too, you know, um, my, my sister, Jen, I love her and, and we, I less than a year maybe, and God really connected us. And so again, yeah. like, so I am, I can definitely speak to that. Like it does not, it's a quality over quantity type thing for me mm-hmm. um, because that is so important. And I loved the contrast that you gave. I say all the time that everything that's good ain't always God. Okay. Like God is good. God is great. But the enemy will come in with some counterfeit stuff and it appeases Mm -hmm. your flesh. It appeases and it looks pretty on the outside, but then you, um, it's like buying some fruit and then you bite into that thing and it's rotten. And so it's so important, um, that we don't settle for good, that we are really seeking God and making sure that it's a God thing and not just a good thing. So that is girl, you over here getting my life. I am like loving this. Um, Okay, so I know you said that God like called you up and was like, this is what you're doing. Um, How did he kind of reveal that call to you? Was it like just something, did you experience, um, have an experience? Were you um, doing a thing? Like I know for me and my nonprofit, I was, I am a pediatric nurse practitioner. So I work with a lot of kids and I work in an, an area that's underserved. And so like every, every other day I would have a girl who we'd end up talking more about, um, you know, life stuff and, you know, we'll do, do all the health stuff. Okay, great, great, great. But she wanted to ask me questions about life. And as that continued, God was like, so you going to answer or not? <laughs> like you hear me knocking or not? Um, so how did God kind of reveal that to you? Well, first I, I kind of like brought the idea up to my friends at the time and I had a completely different um, name for the organization. It was like friendships in Christ or something like that. Um, and so I brought it up and everybody was like, yeah, it sounds good. But like, no one really followed up. And then I found myself like, okay, well, if I'm going to spearhead this thing. I'm going to find myself being a dictator and telling people what to do and how to live because I'm the type of person, like I'm, I'm sold out for God. I'm sold out for Christ. I'm not perfect, yeah. but if there's areas where I can be like, you won't do that, you can't do that, I'm going to be disciplined in that area. And once I say, hey, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stick to it. So I'm, I've always been like very firm. So I know that if I hate, I'm that friend that's going to hold you accountable. If we say we're not going to do this and we're not going to do it. Like we're not going to cheat. We're not going to skip around or whatever. So I knew that if I was making this decision and I was going to go all out for God, I was going to be an extremist about it. And I would have to like become this dictator. And I was like, I didn't want to feel like I was hovering over my friends and telling them what they can and cannot do, even though they know better. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was a struggle. So I never could really like push that through with a group of women. So it was like, okay. Then I went through Hey sis, are you enjoying this week's show? I pray that you are. Make sure that you connect with us and you keep the conversation going. Follow us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk. Make sure that you subscribe to the show 
you rate the podcast and you leave us a review. And don't forget to share the show with your friends, your coworkers, your mom and them, all the people. Okay. Okay. Now let's get back to the show. Um, I was in a relationship and I kind of like backslid a little bit. And when I say backslid, it's kind of like just redirecting my focus, more so focusing on the relationship and I was on God and what he was telling me to do. Um, because I had like kind of let the whole friendship thing kind of die because I couldn't get it right on board. But once the relationship um, ended, I went into this fast. God told me to fast. I did a dry fast for about seven days. I didn't eat. I didn't drink nothing seven days straight and I just heard the Lord I mean it was download after download after download um I woke up and what was supposed to be a uh a time of healing really from the breakup God was like oh you're healed he touched me immediately and I I literally was over the relationship in two weeks and right after that two weeks I went into that dry fast and then God was just showing me the friendship thing again. And then he gave me the name Pure Friendships and I looked it up and it was just available. It just, everything fell in line. I met with a web designer friend of mine and I told her what my vision was. I didn't even draw anything. I just told her I wanted it to have hands. I wanted to represent, you know, a, um, a lady who's married, one who's saving herself for Christ and one who has a past. And we talked about it and she literally drew the logo and sent it to me. And I was in tears because I felt the Holy Spirit all over it. And I knew it was the one, like it just, everything just kind of fell in place while I was fasting. Um, and so that's why I'm like a serial faster now because I, I fast for anything, child, because yes. the Lord really, really speaks to me yes. when I fast and I turn down my plate. But um, that's literally how he did it. And I just, I, I just took that and I just went running. You hear me? I, I posted my first video, which was nerve wracking. If anyone goes on my IG page and they go all the way down to my first video, like you can barely hear me speak. Um, but God has really cultivated my voice even um, through this, this process. And yeah, he called, I, I picked up, even though I whispered when I said, hello, <laughs> I, I whispered, I was like, Hey God. And I picked up, but now I'm like, Hey friend, I'm like, hello. I'm picking up the phone and I'm calling him. So it's like, um, yeah, that's, that's how he got me here. It took a, it took a breakup and just really, um, just shifting gears. You know, when you're in a hurt place and you want to heal and you resort to God, he'll heal you. But he's going to give you the prescription. He's going to give you what you need to move forward. And I guess he he understood that at this point, my healing required purpose. It required moving and walking in my purpose. And I just 360 from there. I mean, it was a complete 360. That's so good. That is so good. I love that. I, <laughs> man, when I tell you like praying and fasting and fasting and praying, ain't nothing mm-hmm. like it. Like God really does um, reveal so much. I've never done a dry fast, but I am, it's something that I'm going to do before this year is over with um, just the places that God is calling me to. But me and my husband, we fasted together for an entire, like we fast together for an entire year and it just, it girl like if y'all don't look I talk all the time about like the disciplines of faith like you you're not gonna go to hell if you don't fast but there are some things that only come through praying and fasting and yes, some, like and they're like oof, it's a whole nother level so that's a whole word mm-hmm. like and honestly even you saying like um you know you answered in a whisper and God is has continued to cultivate you. That literally is the story of this podcast. God told me to start a podcast. And I was like, first of all, I talk too much. That that has been like my my moniker. People tell me all the time, like I get in trouble for talking in school. Like, child, you talk too much. And I will go on and on and on. And I was like, God, who about to listen to me ramble every week for an hour? But I wanted to be obedient. And so I whispered yes. And was like, I'm gonna do it, but I ain't gonna, I ain't advertising nothing. I ain't telling nobody mm-hmm. this podcast. I'm gonna just start and you know, it's gonna be whatever. <laughs> um, because mm-hmm. I'm gonna be obedient. And over that that first year, God really um gave me a passion for speaking his word and him um, you know, just 
just revealing things to me about him and about myself. And now, girl, this is my baby. I absolutely love doing this podcast. Um, and, and even now to a point where I'm inviting guests. Um, I wasn't, God did not release me to do that the first year, but I, because I think he knew that I felt like I needed to have a co-host. I was like, I need somebody else. Like, ain't nobody going to just come and listen to me. And it just goes to show that if you give God your yes, he will do mm-hmm. things that are, that blow your mind. All you have to do is give him a yes. Mm-hmm. He didn't ask for it to be perfect. Child, that first episode wasn't no, wasn't no intro. Okay. Then when I got an intro... <laughs> it was, it was different, but it was off of Fiverr. And even now, you know, God has continued to grow that thing. And so that's just such a beautiful story about how, if you give God your yes, he will, he will honor what you give him and he will use that thing. And that is so, so good. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure so um, what are some of the biggest struggles that you've seen um, particularly with women, because I know that, you know, I'm, and it, this is kind of like a cultural thing, you know, you'll hear women like, oh, girl, I don't, I don't really deal with other women because da, 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 da. like what, um, what are some of the biggest struggles um, you've seen with women when it comes to having um, sustainable and pure friendships? Well, some of the biggest struggles I would like to say is handling the truth. I think it all goes back down to the truth. Even with the word of God, it's hard for us to have a relationship with God because we don't want to take the truth. Come on. Um, we don't want to read his word the way the truth comes. So it's always truth. It's always whether or not you can handle what that friendship is going to give you, the capacity of that friendship, which is the level of truthfulness and honesty and transparency. Now, this isn't about you know learning about somebody else and their business and all they got going on, but it's also learning about you. Are you willing to face yourself? Because I do believe in friendship, a pure one, just like when you look into water or like the reflection on water, it's going to show you you. You know, the living water of God is going to show you you. You're going to see your face. And so just like a pure friendship, God wants to show you you through your friends. So the question is, can you handle the truth? And that truth is going to come in the form of, you know, telling you about yourself, your attitude, some of the things that you haven't dealt with from your childhood, your mother wounds, your father wounds, like your friends are going to bring those things out of you. And whether or not you're able to be honest, you know, if you can be trustworthy, loyal, all of these different characteristics that really have to do with the matters of the heart. Now, um, I do this thing where God put on my heart in the beginning of um, this ministry when I started it is the friendship pills of the day. That's something that I drop every single, every other day. I try to do it every day, but depends on, you know, if the Holy Spirit tells me to post something. Um, And the friendship pill of the day is really supposed to be a pill given um, to everyone. That's usually hard to swallow. You know, it's usually not tasteful like anybody else. We don't like medicine. We don't, it doesn't taste good, but it's for, uh, it's for our own good. It's for our health. It helps us. So the friendship pill is really supposed to help the matters of the heart. Now, one of the things that I, I didn't know this at first because God said friendship pills of the day. And I was like, okay, God, I hear you. But through being cultivated and learning, I realized that the word commandment in Hebrew means prescription. And so God wants us to follow his commandments. If you go back to the commandments, we can, we can pretty much any situation or issue that arises in our friendships, can really fall back to what the commandments say. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Like, what does the commandment say? So if God already has, you know, these uh, mosaic laws in place, and He's saying, like, this is my, this is my ten commandments. These are my prescriptions. These are the things that I'm prescribing to you that you keep in the back of your mind daily, so that you are um, ensuring that you're healthy, that your heart is pure. So I drop these friendship pills every other day. And snatch a few edges, you know what I'm saying, yes. for my friends. And um, it, 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 these are the things that the women are struggling with. They're struggling with taking these pills. They're struggling with um, accepting the truth in their friendships because, or it could be a, a situation where you're friends with somebody who isn't willing to tell you the truth about yourself. That in mm-hmm. itself is, is sabotaging yes. and damaging as well. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you're in friendships with people who truly care about you and they're willing to tell you the truth. And I think us valuing the truth is really the issue. If I was to sum this all up and say what is causing um, women in particular to have issues and struggling with sustaining relationships is handling and accepting the truth. 
about themselves, about the friendship, everything. And even about God. Girl, you came in here preaching, preaching today. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like you, like I'm really trying to contain myself because I'm like, yes, girl, that's what I be on here talking about. Like I always tell, I always say on here, like God said what he said. You don't have mm-hmm. to like it. But he said what he said. There's times mm-hmm. where Holy Spirit checked me and it just is what it is. And but because I know that God is a good, good father and I know that it, it's coming from a place of love. Real love is going to be like, look, sis, you're not about to be out here. What you like? My friends know if I send you eyeballs emojis, go check your last couple posts because something ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they're like, girl, what you got going on? Uh, because, right. no, but my friends know, um, you know, my, my one friend, Jen, she's like, girl, you be coming for my neck. No, girl, I'm coming for your soul. Like, like let's talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, let's talk. But when I need that, she also can, can give it back to me. And it's not, um, you know, oh, she hating on me or this, this and that. It really is mm-hmm. like, let me, because I know the level of love that we have for each other, we can take that and really take that um, for ourselves, take that back to God and allow him to confirm that thing or show us where we need to move different. That it's not a matter of us um, having beef because it's not. It is a truth issue. People don't like the Bible because it's the truth. You ain't going to like everything that it say in there, but guess what? It's still the truth. <laughs> like, like, like it is still mm-hmm. the truth. And a lot of women, too, that I, um, you know, when we get uh, questions on the show, everybody is really, really, really anxious to get married. Let me tell y'all something. I'm about 10 years in come October and uh, it is nothing but this. Like if you want to get prepared for marriage, you better get yourself in a pure friendship because that mm-hmm. all, that is all that marriage is, is a mirror to be like, hey girl, you got a bad attitude. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I tell people all the uh, all the time. I share this story about how one time I was going to God in prayer about my husband, aka um, just trying to drag my husband to the Lord, and he said, "You are so loud that he can't even hear me." Oh, oh, okay. Did you just tell me to shut up? Well, you guys, so that's fine. <laughs> but it was just like, oh. <laughs> okay that was okay let me pick my edges up and get on about your face because but I took that and I I took mm-hmm. that and went to work on that and over time you know th- that's God's son right like um I wasn't all the way saved saved until when I first got married and girl I look my mouth chill <laughs> like and one day I was fussing him out and God said don't talk to my son like that sir Sir, but but he deserves it. Like, like, sir, (laughs) do you see? Do you see? But over time, God has really um, cultivated me. And it I feel like really has helped me with um, cultivating friendships. So if y'all think y'all wanted to be married, what if your friend don't go home? Because they Mm -hmm. live with you (laughs) and y'all are married. Me and my husband are best friends. But man, like that, that work. Um, of the truth and it being willing to accept the truth from one another and not allowing the enemy to plant seeds of um, of resentment, to plant seeds of division mm-hmm. and to really hear people's heart when they're speaking to you um, mm-hmm. and showing you the truth. So that is so, so good. So good. Yes, yes, yes. It's important. Mm-hmm. So I know we talked about truth. Now I feel like, girl, I don't even feel like I need to ask this question because, yes. Um, so outside of truth, what would you say are some uh, some of the more, uh, also more critical elements of having a friendship? Um, being able to, I think of like refining, like the refinery fire, like being able to receive how that truth comes because it's going to come in different ways it's going to come gracefully sometimes it's going to sting sometimes it's going to hurt are you able to take that sharpening the way it comes and it's really all up to God depending on you know who you are he knows what you mean so he's going to um, send that fire the way he needs to do it he's going to create that sharpening the way that he needs to do it Mm -hmm. because he knows that's how that's what it's going to take to get your attention and I think sometimes we um, will hear the truth and we'll act like we're, we're accepting it, but we're really not. So I, I think some of the critical elements for a pure friendship, for a pure friendship, 
is being able to take how that truth is delivered and understanding that it's from God. And it's not necessarily the person trying to harm you or hurt you, but that it's happening the way it's happening because God wants you to learn something from it. Even in, in, in friendships that don't go well, I always tell people, don't, um, don't think it was anything wasted. I don't think God wastes, wastes anything, mm-hmm. even the bad friendships, even the ones that didn't turn out right, because you can really sit back and ask yourself, well, where did I go wrong? Yeah. You know, did I let this person in too fast or did I, um, allow this person to manipulate me or, you know, what, what did I do wrong in the situation and what can I learn from it? I try to walk away from every situation that way, even if it didn't turn out the way that I wanted it to turn out. So um, it's really about perspective and allowing God to cultivate you through those friendships and through the truth, the way that he sees fit. And you just have to identify with that. Like you got to know, okay, God is just doing it this way because I need to learn it this way. You know, I had to take, I got to take this extra long route because this is what I need to take. You know, your friend, you know, your other friend may not have to go through all of that to learn to, to, to learn what it takes to discern properly because they might already be able to discern, you know, you might need to brush up on that, or you might have time management issues and God might take you through another route, you know? So it really depends on your upbringing, uh, what you perceive and understand things to be. And God is going to cultivate you based off of what he knows that you know, and what you need. And you got to be willing to accept that. Yes. Yes. And I always tell people too, you know, because God knew us before, you know, the Mm -hmm. beginning of time, like he knew who he created us to be. And so um, sometimes the stuff may seem like, like, God, this don't make sense. But I know, and what I've Mm -hmm. learned is that he's, you know, every day revealing more of my true identity in him to me. Like, yes, girl, get on this podcast and talk. Um, yes, girl, you can, you can speak my word and teach people about me without, um, you know, you don't need a a cosign from somebody else to do it. You just need to do what I told you to do. And so it has really been an opportunity for me to grow in my knowledge of him and in the knowledge of who he, who he saw before he formed me in my mother's womb. And I, I really love that, um, that, that message of receiving and that message of, of purifying. We talked about on here Mm -hmm. about how um, the way that you really, there's three things that you really need is that that's a relationship. So a relationship with Christ, you need refinement, which God is going to do. And then you Mm -hmm. get the revelation. So all three of those elements need to be in place for you to really get the most out of this, out of this walk. Everybody want purpose, but don't want to go through the process. You, if God know that you're not integritous with $20, he's not going to give you 200. (laughs) Like that's just not what's going to happen. But that, that refinement period, it does not feel good when you think about things that are purified um everybody likes to sing the song i want to be tried by fire purified that don't feel fire is as hot <laughs> like like mm-hmm. you this sounds great in worship but no like no in real life like we're gonna be in some situations that are uncomfortable um that are hot that are just you know they're not what uh your flesh it does not appease your flesh but we can stand on the truth in um in Romans 8 28 knowing that all things are working together for our good so even the relationships and the friendships that don't end in the way that we thought they would or um they're not quite uh what we thought it would be taking that opportunity to self-reflect and asking God what am I supposed to learn like like show, show me because <laughs> I don't want to do this again um show me so I can um, become a better person in a certain area. I say all the time that a lot of us don't like to um, to accept the fact that at some point we've all played the villain in somebody else's story. No matter how saved and sanctified you try to be, like we right. all fall short yes, of the yes, yes. and we've all played a role of the villain in somebody else's life. So we're always under construction. And so that is really mm-hmm. good is being able to receive the truth and receive the truth in love. Cause that's what the Bible tells us. Cause um, Jesus, will say, look, he was telling Peter, like, give a little faith, get behind me, Satan. Mm-hmm. 
And that exactly. was his boy. <laughs> what? Exactly. Exactly. Like, so there's gonna be moments, and Peter wasn't like, oh, you know what? I ain't gonna be a disciple no more. <laughs> like, right. like it, it just was what it was because he knew that that um Jesus was delivering that truth in love. And so being able to accept it until somebody tell you get behind me, Satan, child, get your life together. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so how would you recommend um, somebody like practically evaluating a pure friendship versus a a toxic friendship? Like what what are kind of some of those elements that you would see in a pure friendship versus one that's toxic um, that, you know, God may be calling you out of? Okay, so I'm very practical when I speak because I really be wanting people to, my friends to really be walking away with some catch this. understanding what I was, what I'm saying, because I don't just want to throw out words and then, you know, you walk out and you don't really take anything from it. So I like to really envision this whole thing. Right. So I usually say, friend, think of your friendships or think of your, your, your friendship environment as being your home. Right. So let's say you have this huge mansion or this home, however you want to envision it. And when you have people come to your home or they come to visit, you can think about the security the security gate and, and whether or not they can pass through there. Um, are you going to have a conversation with them on the porch? Because sometimes we can have a conversation with the mailman, but we don't let him in, right? Or you might let someone into your living room, depending on how comfortable you are with them. And then also they can go into your kitchen. You know, I don't let everybody up in my kitchen, but if you got, mm-hmm. if you're in my kitchen and you can go into my fridge, that means I'm, I'm a little bit more vulnerable and I'm allowing you to take some stuff from me. Cause obviously I'll have food or whatever it is in my kitchen. My bedroom is a whole nother area. Are we f- close enough for you to be in my bedroom and know the intimate parts about me? So I always tell people it really look at your friendships in terms of how you would view them coming to your home and where you would let them in. Because I do believe there's a uh, such thing as proper people placement. But this is where it becomes very, um, you got to become, I don't want to say master this, but you got to understand what it means to evaluate the levels of fruit that you're carrying. Because I do believe in the fruit of the spirit and God always wants us to have this, right? So this is my fruit basket, friend. I walk around my fruit basket. I got my love. I got my joy. I got peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, right? So I got all my apples, bananas, and strawberries in the kitchen. And once you're my friend, I can, I, that means I'm a allowing you into my home. You're in my living room. You might be able to go into my kitchen. You might be able to have a strawberry, a banana here and there. Cause guess what? I'm going to pour love into you, joy into you, peace. I'm going to give you all these things because you're my friend. So I'm not afraid of allowing you to have a piece of my fruit that I have, that I've been preserving and making sure I keep fresh. I'm not, I'm, I don't have issues giving that to you as a friend, but let it, there should be some level of reciprocity there, right? So if you're my friend and you're coming over all the time, do you bring any fruit? Do you make sure that my, my fruit basket is, is kept up? You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes I'm going to lead love, joy, peace, and all these things to be poured back into me. So if you're looking at your friendships, first look at where you're allowing them to enter into your life. Where are you having these conversations with them? Is it at the porch? Are they even getting through the security gate? Are they in your living room, your kitchen? And what are they taking? taking from you? What is your fruit basket looking like at this point? Are you losing peace? Are you losing joy, love? Are you are you seeing that now you're losing self-control? You're not studying anymore. You're not, your time management is off. You're spending your money like crazy because this person doesn't really care about your finances and you being, um you know, uh, financially wealthy. So these are the things you look at. You look at your fruit basket to see if there's toxicity there, because if there is toxicity there, you will find yourself, find yourself depleting in love and joy and all these things that the Bible says in Galatians 5 about the fruit of the spirit. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Producer Society. The Producer Society is an online membership group for women looking to draw closer to God, to develop godly community, and to produce everything that God has called her to. Members of the Producer Society receive early access to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast episodes, monthly Bible studies, exclusive online events, and so much more. If you are ready to get connected with other women who are chasing after God, and wanting to produce his purpose in their lives, then this community is for you. Visit www.producersociety.com to start your free 30-day trial today. Now let's get back to the show.
So whenever I'm in a friendship and I, I see my any of my my fruits just being depleted from the friendship, I already know that number one, they shouldn't be eating any of my fruit. And I maybe need to rearrange some things and properly place them in, in a place where they can get their life together a little bit while I pray. Mm-hmm. And they could come back and maybe they'll have something better to tell me other than gossip. Maybe they'll come back and tell me something better about how they're bettering themselves and doing um, greater things that will bring fruit back into my life. But if I don't see any fruit in the friendship, then I got to place you in a a different place in my heart, in, in my life, you know? And I think that's the major thing, evaluating the fruit that you have in the friendship because everything God says be fruitful. And and I know we look at that um, for only Adam and Eve and, you know, we think about romantic relationships only, but no, he was talking about appearing in general, mm-hmm. you know, man should not be alone, even as a friend. Yes. Um, and, and when he gives you a friend, he's expect he's expecting actually for those friendships to be fruitful yes. in the kingdom of God. So um, it's all about fruit. Yeah. That's what I would use to evaluate my friendships, the fruit of what, what's, what's, what's going on in my fruit basket, what that's looking yes. like. Yes. Come on with the purposeful people placement. That's the real PPP. Okay. Elizabeth. Like let's, let's just like, let's talk about it. That's the real PPP. I'm so glad that, um, somebody else has gotten on this podcast talking about the fruits of the spirit. When I tell you people, when people send me questions or ask me questions, I'm like, child, does it line up? Show me your fruit. We actually launched um, a, a community called the producer society um, based off of John 15, because we've been called to produce much fruit. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's less about being an influencer and doing this and doing that, but like, what's your fruit looking like, sis? Now you can't date him if he don't have the fruits of the spirit. Now that probably shouldn't Mm -hmm. be your pastor. If they don't have the fruits of the spirit, it's not hard. It's not hard. What's your fruit look like? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Girl. Cause people, some people come and take your whole basket. They will <laughs> listen, they will take your basket and they will leave before you know it. You're waking up in a pit, okay? Yeah, and you what happened to my fruit? Or you'll wake up and your fruit is spoiled. And you know, mm-hmm. when one fruit goes bad, the whole basket could, could go bad. Come on. You know, if you, that love area, that love is the first one for a reason. If you start having issues with love and you're not loving yourself and you got friends making you feel less than love, then you're not going to be joyful. You're not going to be at peace. You're not going to have patience. You're not going to want to be kind or good or faithful or gentle. You're not going to want to do any of those things because love is very important. It's like when one fruit goes bad, the rest of the whole basket go bad. So you got to be very protective about that and you need to properly place people in your life for real. Yes. Oh, girl. Like this is like, this is, this is so, so good because I feel like a lot of us struggle with that. And I tell people that all the time, Um, even when you were talking about the 10 commandments, sometimes you will hear people say, oh, like we under grace now. Grace does not mean that you play with the Lord. You look, the Bible say he the same yesterday, today and forevermore. The last thing I ever want is smoke with the Lord ever. Nah, he be out here having the earth open up and swallow people whole because they wanted to talk about Moses. Like, nah, Mm -mm. I'm good on that. He's the same God. And so with that, yes, we're under grace, but... (laughs) At the same time, that don't mean that we can go out here murdering folk. Exactly. Like, no, murder is still bad. <laughs> like, like, let's be very clear that, you it know, I, the, the mm-hmm. old people like the, well, the Old Testament, the Old Testament. No, it's it, the, the principles of the Old Testament are still very valuable. And it'll make you think very God for Jesus even more because look, <laughs> like, no, mm-hmm. like, no. Nah, I wouldn't have made it. I I don't know if I'd made it. I wouldn't have made it because God, he, he's about his, he's not going to stop being God. Um, Mm -hmm. I had said recently that it bothers me that a lot of people want to think, think that being a Christian means that Christ follows us. No, we follow him. Mm -hmm. And so we Mm -hmm. should be the one changing too. Many of us are taking the word of God and trying to um, manipulate it to fit this friendship that, you know, he told you to leave. Exactly. Like he told you to leave that alone, but you, oh, with this and that stop, you know, we cannot, uh, we cannot do that. And the fact that God, you're right. Paul was never married and we still need to be in community. That's really what um, prompted me to um, start a community amongst listeners of the podcast, because some people do not have that. And I tell people all the time, if I am your friend, Mm -hmm. just know 
the good, the bad, the ugly. Know that when I when I'm like, sus, we come on, mm-hmm. come on in here, mm-hmm. sit down, let's talk. <laughs> what happened? Because I want you to do that to me. I love um, a friend that can hold me accountable. That uh, when necessary, that can really uh, get in my hips, as I say. Like, no, tell me. Okay, because that's the same thing Mm -hmm. that the Holy Spirit does. I told God I needed more discipline so I could lose weight. And he was like, girl, you got two and a half degrees. You don't need discipline. You're just choosing not to you're just choosing not to be disciplined in that area. And I said, I'm going to quit talking. I'm going to stop asking. Because, because, whoo, my (laughs) ass, let me pick these up and get on by my day. Um, But it's fast, (laughs) though. And it really, it really is factual. I'm just really choosing not to be disciplined about my eating, but I don't need more discipline. I clearly have it. You're you're just being very, I'm uh, choosing where I'm placing it. (laughs) I'm being particular where I place my, in my, my discipline. And so I think that that is so critical um, that we are really looking at the word because when you talk about like Jesus talks about friends being closer than a brother, like, come on, like mm-hmm. friendship mm-hmm. is a critical, critical, critical um, yeah. element in the Bible. Okay. Everybody wants to say I'm a friend of God, but that also includes him telling you that you are choosing to be fat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like now you're making that choice. Um, you right. don't need, you don't need nothing for me. You need to be, make better decisions. Sometimes it's not, Oh, I'm waiting on God for, for a blessing. It's like, you need to make better decisions. And even on here, um, when we talk about certain things, I'm like, look, I love y'all, but I'm gonna keep it real because some of us are out here making horrible decisions. <laughs> exactly. That's just, that's just, that is, it is what it is. It ain't the devil. It's your decisions. That's, exactly. it that's all it is. That ain't mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. So that is so, so good. Okay. So, um, we talked about how friendship is um, a really big theme in the Bible. Who are some of your favorite friends in the Bible and what can we stand to learn from them that applies to our own friendship? So, yeah. So, you know, there's, there's several examples um, in the Bible, um, but I think some of the ones that really stood out, stood out to me the most um, is really asking yourself, what it, what phase are you in 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 your life to really if we're gonna like compare and contrast and kind of like resort some, to some of the the stories in the Bible? Question is, uh, you know, are you carrying something? You know, and if we think about if we're carrying something, we'll think about Mary and Elizabeth because that that friendship was important um, for her to have because she was carrying something that was so valuable. So God brought somebody into her life that would help facilitate the carrying, protect that, um, who understood, who believed in what she was carrying, kind of like a midwife in a sense, but I'm going to create a safe environment for you. And I'm going to make sure that you can go through this way because there's somewhere you have to go. So if you're carrying something, I probably would lean on that example. I'm in a place in my life where I'm carrying something. I don't know who's really going to support me. God, who do you have for me? And I, I, I might need Elizabeth. That's going to be just as happy about, you know, just as happy as I am about what it is that I'm carrying, because everybody's not going to be happy about what you're carrying. Amen. They're not going to understand what you're carrying. So you might need that. Or you might be in a place where you're about to be, um, you're about to shift into a different power or a different, um, let me say, uh, a leadership role. When you look at uh, David and Jonathan, it's yes. like you that type of friendship because now you're shifting from a place where everyone's against you. It feels like the world is against you. You, you feel like you're being chased and hunted down because you're about to shift into a, a place of, of, of kingship or a queenship. And you're like, okay, I need someone who's going to have my back. Who's going to let me know when the enemy is at the back of my heels. Who's going to let me know, Hey, um, be careful because this is going to happen. Let me warn you beforehand, despite their relationship to the, to the predator or the person that's looking for you. That that's the type of you know um, friendship that I would kind of look at in the Bible. If I'm in a place of transition and I'm about to be shifted into a higher level, and someone's up against me, they're jealous, you know, because that that phase comes once the baby is born, and that baby keeps growing and growing and growing, and they see where you're headed. That jealousy and that spirit of, you know, that saw spirit will come out real, real quick. And some people, and you got to have some Jonathans around you to be like, okay, I'm going to help you get and navigate through this thing. When you're hiding, I'm going to let you know when they're coming. I'm going to let you know not to eat this, not to drink this, because they're trying to poison you. 
you know? So I would probably resort to a story like that. Um, if you're in a place of, of being promoted in a sense of like family or just, uh, receiving your blessing or just being, uh, or, or you're looking for a, a, an example of loyalty, I would look at Naomi and Ruth, you know what I'm saying? Because in loyalty and being, um, you know, steadfast in the relationship and, and remaining in place and in position despite the changes can reap you great, great benefits and blessings in the end. And you would have somebody like, you know, Naomi to tell you exactly what you need to do, how you need to do it when the time comes. And you're probably seated and at a certain place where you receive a blessing because you remain loyal because you stayed in place. You said your people will be my people because I've been called to you and what you're doing. There's something about servanthood mm-hmm. um, that that God absolutely loves. When we serve people and we serve our friends and we serve their missions yes. in doing that, he will bless you. And if you're, you're like, okay, I'm in a place where I want to serve a sister. I want to be loyal to somebody because I want to give back or whatever the, the case may be, whatever, you know, God puts on your heart and you're at that place. You know, and, and we look at mentorship like this as well. If you're in a place of wanting to mentor um, or have that that type of friendship, um, this would be a good example for that. You know, those are those are my, like my th- my top three. If I had to like give some examples of my favorites in the Bible yes. as far as um, friendships, it depends on where you're at in your life and what particular phase God has you in. I loved that. I really did. Mm-hmm. And I love the story of uh, David and Jonathan to me on so many levels, you know, Jonathan sacrificing again, like you said, mm-hmm. um, even with, um, with Naomi and Ruth, there was a level of sacrifice. Like there's, there's mm-hmm. a, a level, there's a sacrificial love um, yes. that really, really has to take place. And again, if y'all want to be married, let me tell y'all something. Okay. <laughs> like there's a covering that has to take place. Like your friendships really, really prepare you um, for yes. marriage. It is a relationship. <laughs> like, it, really it, yeah, it really prepares you for marriage because it teaches you how to cover, how to address people, um, how to, how to serve. That really is what, um, you know, I serve my husband and he serves me. Like, that's what this is. And a lot of people don't like that because Mm -hmm. you feel like, or culture tells you that because you serve somebody, you're less than, and that's not what this is. Um, you know, Jesus came and he was washing the feet of the disciples. Like even, even in that, Mm -hmm. Um, even knowing that Judas was going to betray him, mm-hmm. right? He still had a level of grace for him. He still washed his feet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have to place myself in the bottom and be like, first of all, Judas would have got the business. Right. <laughs> like, Judas would have got the business. What you're not about to do. <laughs> right. And so he shows us how to handle um this level of of betrayal. And so I love that you brought. Um, for those like great examples of friendship, but one group of friends that comes to my mind, just kind of on that, on the other end of that is Job and his friends, right? It's so critical Mm -hmm. to know who you have around you. This man, his whole family didn't die. Everybody got just, everybody just out, just everybody is dead. Everything is gone. Mm -hmm. He's lost everything. And his friends come and they make like they are so mm-hmm. uh, trash like the the they come with the quote unquote yeah. intention to comfort him but then it ends up to where um you know they are they they get condemned by God and he calls them miserable comforters like it is so important not only when you're being elevated um when you're about to birth something which I'm going to come back to that because that was so good um but also when you're not well <laughs> like it's important to make sure that you have a friend um, or a group of people around you when you're not at your best, when you've suffered a loss, when you're hurting, um, that they can cover you if you when, when you trip and fall. Like, you know, a, a, we're we all are going to fall short, but when you fall short, are your friends covering you or are they trying to mm-hmm. expose you? You know, it's so important that we really, really um that we navigate that. And I love mm-hmm. that you brought up Mary and Elizabeth as well, because Somebody, I oh, I, I think it was my mentor 
who said you, I have to be really careful because a lot of times we get so excited to share with people the thing that God has given us, right? Like mm-hmm. when I'm on here, I get mm-hmm. so tired, but because it's like, I have found Jesus and he is so great. And I want you to have it and you get the Jesus, you get some Jesus, you get some mm-hmm. Jesus because you want people to live that quality of life. I'm out here, Oprah in the spirit. Okay, big O. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like, you know, we can get really, really, um, excited and we want to share and you overshare and me, mm-hmm. you know, God really kind of, of heightened this in me. Um, one, because everybody that's around you ain't here looking for you to, to do well. Like, like Judas was in the back, <laughs> but he was around, but he was creeping. He was still on the back end. He was complaining. Um, when, um, Oh, I've lost sister's name, Mary, um, anointed Jesus' uh, feet were her. Like, oh, oh, we could have used that money for somebody else. Are you stealing the money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's so important. Um, especially I used to work as a, a, a NICU nurse. And when I, when my mentor said it to me and I was in prayer, God was like, remember when you worked in the NICU, those babies were premature and they were very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. They're more vulnerable than a baby that's born um, at their due date. Right. Right. So babies are vulnerable, period. But a premature baby, they need mm-hmm. an extra level of care. And so everybody can't come visit. OK, we only allow two visitors at the bedside. This is pre-COVID. OK, like everybody mm-hmm. can't come visit. There's a level of care that we take because they are premature. And even with a regular uh, baby that's born at their due date in infancy, there's a level of vulnerability. And so it's mm-hmm. so important that you are careful with who is in the delivery room with you, like mm-hmm. it, it, because there you really need that um, that nurturing, and you don't want to have somebody who's hoping that you'll miscarry this thing, right? In, in the room, like, oh girl, I wouldn't do that. You gonna put your money into that, Samantha? Mm-hmm. Oh girl, like, okay, so who needs friends? Like that that kind of rhetoric. Um, they're still sowing seeds, right? Like those are still mm-hmm. seeds being sown, and the enemy would love nothing more to come back and water them. Exactly. Yeah. Seize a discord. Yes. Like, yeah, you do. Come on. (laughs) Come on. So that this has been so good, Samantha. Like, I really appreciate just having the opportunity to speak with you. I hope we get to do this again soon because yes, like, this is so, so great. So, so great. So, yes, yes. Any uh, final thoughts, words, anything that you would like to share with our audience and where can they connect with you and Pure Friendships? Awesome. Well, first and foremost, I want to say thank you so much for having me um, on here with you. It it totally honors, uh, bless me. It blessed me every time when I'm able to just share different perspectives and kind of also hear what you're doing. I absolutely love what you're doing. I'm so glad that you have taken it this far. Um, I I took a look at the podcast and I, I see you've been, you've been doing this thing for a while. You've been very consistent. So I'm really proud of you for doing that. Um, but for me, uh, there's so many things that I have coming up with pure friendships and, you know, for any of the listeners, listeners that are listening to this soon, or even later in the future, um, maybe some of these things will be up and running. So I definitely want to prepare everyone for that. Um, I do have an Academy coming out. Um, I haven't really released this yet, but it will be released. Yes, Yes, exclusives. Yes, yes, yes. So um, it's called Friendly Hills Academy. Um, And this is literally going to be a place for me to even expound even further on some of the things we touched on today in terms of friendships, the kinks, um, and just, you know, working on building better uh, friendships. But I'm also going to add another element um, that we really don't think about, which is reconciliation and reconnecting and rebuilding what was already broken. There's a lot of heartbreaking friendships that we don't talk about. So this is going to be a part of the academy as well for the brokenhearted friends that aren't afraid to say they've been brokenhearted and they want to heal from that. Um, so look out for Friendly Hills Academy. Um, it will be on uh, www.friendlyhillsacademy.com. But um, my main website also, just to get in contact with me for any engagements or anything, will be www.peerfriendships.com. And on every social media outlet, I'm at Peer Friendships. And on Facebook, I'm also the friendship enthusiast. You can actually type that in anywhere. I think I should come up um, uh, as far as uh, the friendship enthusiast. But I do also have some self-published books that are coming out. This year is going to be 2020. 
<clears throat> one is going to be a major year of just establishment. So, you yeah. know, if anyone's listening to just, you know, keep a lookout um, for what's going on, I'll be releasing a whole bunch of stuff. I'm a huge creative. So God is really putting my hand in a whole bunch of things. Um, so, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. That's so awesome. What's so this is look, this is how the Lord works. You're <laughs> working on reconciliation, and that literally is what my pastor is preaching on all this month. Wow. And he's been getting my life together. <laughs> like, oh, wow. so so we were talking, um, my poor group, which is like my my group of like so, like girl, these are my friends because they be coming from my life. Um, but it's our, you know, our church's way to like navigate this whole pandemic. And yesterday. Um, one of the members of our group was talking, we were talking about how um, different things can influence your response. And so she was talking about um, Cardi B's line. If you see me in the streets, then, uh, and I don't speak, you know, I'll mess with you. And she was like, pastor was preaching about reconciliation. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, oh, I can't do that. Oh, man. <laughs> right. So that is so, so needed because right. <laughs> we've been, we've had the opportunity to be reconciled. Um, to God through Christ. And we, a lot of Mm -hmm. times don't like to reconcile with other people and trying to navigate what that looks like. So that is so, so needed. I am so grateful that you have been, um, you've been such a great guest. Like I'm like, girl, we look now we got some more (laughs) things to talk about y'all, but I really, really appreciate you taking the time to be here um, with our audience. And we look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you so much. Bye, friend. Bye, friend. (laughs) I pray you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you stay connected with us throughout the week by following us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk, hitting us up on Twitter at GGGT Podcast, and checking out our website, www.godgoalsandgirltalk.com. The website is lit. It has a free resource library, and you can search podcast episodes based on topics, all the things, okay? So until next week, continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.